episode of the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. I am your host, Alex Wynn, aka Nuge. And with me today, JB's going to, a tad late, but we'll introduce him when he gets here. But we are going to have a full squad and we are going to begin with June Wan. How are you? Man, what a day. All-star day and a day closer to the Eagles Super Bowl day. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That's right. June, how did you enjoy the game? Oh man, I was I was not worried at all. Come on, Brock Purdy couldn't last one mm-hmm. drive. Come on, <laughs> that's good. I'm sorry he got hurt, but and next we have someone who's at the Eagles game, and that is Dave DeBacco. Un- undeservingly at the Eagles game, I was there. It was great. I loved it. Saw June in the parking lot pregame with JB and uh, Nuge. We missed you out there. Would have been nice to have the whole squad unite, but uh, amazing game. Winning, winning is in the air, and it feels good. Did June tell you why I couldn't make it? Uh, the subway. You couldn't get it. You couldn't get a subway. I couldn't get on the train. I couldn't get. It was insane. We were at the Lombard in the South, and our plan was to we were going to. It was everyone was packed like sardines at every stop or every train, uh, part of the train. Um, I was with June and, and three other friends, and they were going to bum rush in. But we also thought about splitting up if we had to, because you know you're likely to get in with just one person as opposed to five of us. So I'm looking at them trying to bum rush in. They looked like they're five feet out. I thought they had no chance. So I ran down to the other doors, couldn't get in. I turned back, they were all gone. I stayed for another five stops. I couldn't get in. It was it was ridiculous. Jesus. So I ended up just it was all it was all good. I was at the last a week before, so I had the experience. I'm glad. Uh, June and the guys got to experience the the tailgate, and I'm I'm glad they met up with you guys. So, uh, and just joining now is is JB Mudbones. How's it going, JB? Good. I was just quizzing Ann on the the All Stars selections. How'd she do? Um, pretty good on the East. Nailed the East. The West was the West is tough. Nailed the East. Do you, are you telling me Queen Ann had DeRozan over Harden? Uh, her ballot. <laughs> she just eventually got them. Okay. I was just having her guests go through players. I got you. Um, who'd, she, who'd she miss on the West? Any, any egregious misses over there? Um, she doesn't even know who Jaron Jackson is. <laughs> He's a, that dude getting his st- stats boosted. Yeah, uh, exactly. I didn't know Markinen was like that. Mm-hmm. I did had no idea he was, how good his stats were. I, what do I you look that up? What What do you think, News? Do we Do we start there? Do we go Do we go All Star? Yeah, let's start. I was going to ask you guys: Are we going to do All Star or the games first? But I think we already pivoted to it, so I say let's do it. Let's do the, it. The All Stars. So, uh, right off the bat, we're just going to spoiler alert: Embiid and Harden were both snubbed. So we have for the East starters: We have Giannis, Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum. So your three front court players are Tatum, Durant, and Giannis. Donovan Mitchell and Kyrie Irving are backcourt, all making it over Joel Embiid, who is probably number two in the MVP voting right now. Um, still very early, but is averaging her almost 34 points per game. Guys, your instant reactions to Embiid not being a starter. I'm going to start with you, June. Sorry, I had, I had to go first there. Go ahead, June. I'm just messing with you. Oh, there we go. I have to unmute myself. Oh boy, 
Uh, earlier in the year, and Tatum was real hot to start with. So maybe that kind of, you know, uh, gave him the momentum to get this uh, starting lineup uh, for the All-Star team. So, I mean, and also I think Giannis, you can't really vote him out of an all-star starting lineup team. And KD, I think, is always going to get the fan votes on this side. So, we can't let one go. I'm not, I wasn't too mad about it because I think, you know, you have – like, Tatum, Tatum was started the year awesome this year. So, I think that's what, like, got him in. Uh, if it was, like, any other normal year, I think MB would have been in over Tatum. But, you know, this year, we'll let one go. I think uh, Tatum was one in the media vote, but was fourth in terms of front court players, was number one in the media vote, but was fourth in the player vote. So that number one in the media vote gave him the edge over Embiid. You might have seen Daryl Morey say something along the lines of, of uh, it was the Boston media that got him over the edge. But uh, June shameful, seems, uh, the shame, the shameful Boston media overrepresented. Over- well, Dave, you were you're way more fired up than than June is. June seems to be kind of passive about it; doesn't really care too much, but could see why it happened. Dave, you you seem fired up. Go ahead. I'm actually I'm more angry about Harden getting the total mm-hmm. snub job over. I'm looking at this. I can't believe it. I mean, he is totally. He's having such a great year. I mean, on the second slash third best team in the East, we only have one All Star representing us, which is ridiculous. Harden absolutely should be on this team over, let's see, who are the reserves? The East reserves, and the whole East-West thing is just fucking stupid because it's not even East versus West anymore. So they have a they have a fantasy draft, but that's beside the point. Bam Adebayo, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Halliburton, Drew Holiday, Julius Randle. The two glaring ones that Harden should absolutely be over, in my opinion, are DeRozan, first and foremost, by a mile, and then Drew Holiday. I think he should definitely be over on there over Drew. I mean, Randall and Halliburton definitely deserve it. Um, so I'm not going to say Harden deserves to be over, you know, be on there over them. Even Randall, I don't know. I think I thought maybe Brunson would get it. Honestly, he just seems like you know rock solid, like a just a good NBA basketball player. The Knicks are in the in the playoff hunt, like I suspected they would be, and it's because he has you know how uh, what's his name um, Brunson just kind of like the glue there. So I'm. Kind of surprised. They, they had to have somebody. The Knicks, had, there had to be one Nick on there. Bam out of bio, sure. There had to be one. Actually, there's no Jimmy Butler on here either, which is kind of crazy as well. That's uh, I didn't even realize that. For Yeah, I think Harden and Butler are the two glaring misses for the East, and uh, I'm, I'm fucking pissed. I think it's just yet another, you know, shameful uh, media agenda to suppress Philadelphia and drive us crazy and, and uh, do whatever they can to deny us of any – um, success and, uh, and notoriety. I think it's fucking ridiculous. I think it's it's so obvious at this point. It just with Nick Sirianni not even being in the top three for coach of the year. You have Embiid getting snubbed on the uh, to be a starter. You have Harden getting snubbed totally for the All Star game. You have uh, Embiid totally dominates Jokic in the, in the in the Nuggets game on Saturday, which we will absolutely get to in this podcast. But then you have ESPN putting up a video highlight of the game saying Jokic and Embiid combined for 71 battle of the bigs. I couldn't have been more a one-sided that was landslide. Insane. That was Embiid insane. dominating the matchup. I mean, at, w- at what point do you just, I mean, we've been 
chirping about this no for a while. Shame. It's it's no shame. It's 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 uh, it's 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 disgraceful. Honestly, it's 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 totally and utterly disgraceful. And uh, I am I'm, I'm uh, my gears are grinded. My gears are grinded. Pretty bad. JB, you you also said ridiculous, and then you said even Anne was able to get most of the East right. So, uh, what what did you get right, and what's your reaction to the well, to the East roster? The whole setup is ridiculous. So what what's it? The the fan vote is idiotic. I don't know how much that counts for. So you're telling me like whoever has the most socially meet socially active media fan base or whatever that that should have any sort of uh factor on the chosen all-stars of the league idiotic and players. I mean, it's kind of funny to see that like Chet Holmgren had four votes or whatever, but if this thing is supposed to be serious, you should get a list of 50 players that you can vote for. I think that's pretty easy to create. Um, That being said, I would put Harden over, over Drew easily. And I love Drew DeRozan, as Dave said, Bam, I would put him over, and Jalen Brown. Um, wow. I mean, like, granted, I just did, like, the most juvenile comparison of points, rebounds, and assists, which is, like, pretty idiotic. <laughs> but, yeah, Harden's got good numbers, and we're a good team. Some of these dudes, I mean, that's not fair, but I think we're – some of these team people are good. I do like Halber, and I'm glad he's on there. Anne knows him pretty well for bringing her back into it as the she's a big fan of the the JJ podcast. He's an ambassador to the NBA or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's cool. Some of these names are cool to see. Drew had like a nine year hiatus, which is crazy. Hal Burns, cool. Randall, that's all right. We got some Nick friends that I I could root for. Um, but yeah, Harding got snubbed. Embiid. Got snubs. I mean, how can you? I, I follow Vegas odds pretty closely. How can you be number two in MVP and not? So you're the highest odds MVP candidate in the East, and you're not in the All Star starting lineup. That something's not adding up there. I didn't realize that the last time Holiday made the All Star game was the Sixers, wasn't it? Wow, he pointed um, out. Is that his first time? I think that is. I think you might be right. Um, yeah, I just saw a tweet. Um. Yeah, it has to be. I don't know when. Uh, yeah, that's that had to be 2012, 2013 season. Um, yeah, but spot on. Uh, JB and Dave, you mostly spoke about uh Harden and who do you replace? Who would MB? Who would MB replace in the starters for you? June said Tatum. Um, yeah, I agree. Tatum or Durant? Durant's missed a bunch of time this year. And Bede's probably played more games than Durant, right? Yeah, I would do Durant. Or, I mean, assuming that we have to play within the the parameters of two guards and three front court. Um, Giannis is a center? Yeah. That's just, they, they listed him as center, but while also boasting that they don't do center position anymore. They only do three front court and two front court. So why – or two back court. My apologies. So, like, why are you even listing him as a center? Um, it's just, that it's was the thing that changed like three years ago, right? It used to something. be forward, forward, center. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's when it was like a lack of good centers, but now there's plenty of good centers. So like, come on. But it's, it's also kind of silly because like Embiid 
you could replace a guard of Embiid and they all could play with each other. Like it, it, it's, it's a, it's like a fantasy team. Like, what are we doing? Why, why are we doing this position thing? It's, it's a fantasy team, you know? Um, but I'm with I just you. Add, was snubbed. Go ahead, Dave. I just want to add a couple things about Harden. Cause when I, when I, I was just kind of ranting before, but um, I mean the whole, there's the whole narrative side of it too. I mean, he had, he looked horrible last year. We all thought he was totally washed up. Uh, after he, he, as soon as we traded for him about almost a year ago, he was great for the first, you know, month maybe. And then he just kind of, you know, broke down and maybe he was hurt. Maybe he was washed. I don't know. Is he going to get this big contract? Takes the money. The, one of the biggest pay cuts that I can remember in, in recent, you know, NBA history for somebody of his caliber gets, takes the off season to get in shape comes back and he's he's you know this is clearly Embiid's team he's deferring to the greater talent and you know Harden who is this you know ball dominant 38 points per game scorer in Houston everybody wants Houston Harden where's Houston Harden he's done he's taking a back seat and the best player on our team Joel Embiid leads the league in scoring Harden leads the league in assists it's just it's mind-blowing to me that that they go out he doesn't get any foul calls at all if he got half the calls that, that he used to get when he was in Houston and even Brooklyn, he'd average 28 points a game. I mean, seriously, it's, it's unbelievable. He does not get any calls. And that was his whole game. When he was averaging 36 points a game in Houston, he'd get to the line 17 times a game. Easy. He can barely get to the line four, five, six times anymore. Like he gets no calls like he used to. And he's still scoring 22 points a game efficiently and leading the league in assists. It's a joke, dude. It's a whole fucking disgusting joke, honestly. Makes me mad. Really but does. If there's any good thing, I always love a good chip on the shoulder. And mm. we should have two big fat cool ranch Doritos on each of their shoulders. For I love it. Reasons. I love it, JV. There I mean, we go. And Bede's already tweeting out in support of Harden. Harden posted on his Instagram. I mean, um I, I care less about Harden's post and more about Embiid's. They I forget which game. Um, was it the Nuggets game where that, that picture was captured of like Harden or Embiid jumping on one or the other's back? I forget who did what, but it was a beautiful picture. Dave, you, you spoke other. about Dave. You spoke about less free throws. He's he's down almost three free throws from last year. So down three from last year. Yeah, he's at how many times? Uh, how many like, was he at? What's he averaging? More like two and a half. So he had he averaged eight point nine free throws per game last year uh, as a sixer, and only six point three this year. So six point three. Yeah, we uh. So we he gets to the line lot. three times a game. Pretty much. Yeah, you're right. It's a joke. Not even not even once a quarter. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that that way. That that kind of puts that's it pathetic. in perspective. That's that's, that's insane. Pathetic. Um, is shooting uh, a career best since probably is no a a career best from three 39.4 percent from three this year uh, we talk a lot about how Embiid is disrespected and disliked by the media I think James Harden is right right there too because uh, I'll tell you what there's what Luca is doing this year Harden did for the Rockets back in the day and we always heard of like how selfish of a basketball player he was. <laughs> so, and now Lucas doing it and he's getting all the praise in the world. So uh, I, I, you guys know, I myself, I'm not a huge Harden fan, but I, I, I do think it's ridiculous that he didn't make it over the Marta Rosen, whose team is struggling to, to keep up with their 500 record and uh, probably averages around the, like similar numbers. So um, James Harden, 
21 and 11, fourth best team in the league and, and no all-star game. So that's a uh, very disappointing, but uh, JB, you mentioned what, what was Harden's post? I didn't see that one. I saw Embiid's. I think one of you posted in our group chat. It just said, um, I must've missed it. Uh, the d- June posted it just, uh, it's a black background and, and white font, the disrespect period. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's salty. I, I didn't connect. He should, that be. He should be salty. You fucking got totally sandbagged. Well, like you said, maybe it uh, puts a chip on his shoulder and uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But you know what? Just for completeness sake, I'll, I'll read the uh, West All-Stars 2. Um, JB alluded to it earlier, kind of uh, a few, I wouldn't say surprising, but like, Newer names, which is kind of cool. Uh, so Western starters, LeBron James, Nicole Jokic, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Zion Williamson. And for the reserves, we have uh, SGA making his first All-Star game. Lori Markinen and Jaron Jackson also making their first All-Star game. The Matis Sabonis, that's the third team in the West Kings, so someone had to make it from there. Uh, Paul George, Damian Lillard, John Morant. So that rounds out your all-star team for 2023. I have thoughts any, on that. Yeah. Any reaction to the West? Go ahead, Dave. I think John ja Morant should absolutely be starting over Zion. And then I think that Anthony Edwards is missing from that list somewhere. And I think he should be on there over Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson was a surprise to me. Yeah. His numbers aren't that great. No. Well. They're fake. Go ahead, well. JB. <laughs> well, what was that story? His like his home. His number. His numbers like, actually. His num- yeah, his numbers actually are great. Nooch. There was a conspiracy that <laughs> that the home score or stat keeper was padding his stats um, with with supporting videos that were convincing. Until, uh, I mean, everyone disputed it pretty quickly, and then Kevin O'Connor put in hours of effort to find the other angles of the of the the aforementioned plays and they seem to be pretty correct or, or close enough so it was fun uh i'm nowhere near dave in terms of love and conspiracies but i had fun for a little love bit. conspiracies <laughs> that's amazing uh, oh, kevin, before... kevin, o- kevin o'connor the Jokic apologist debunked I can't, it. Stand, I can't stand him i don't know if you guys heard him on the rookie he was so annoying i want to like him I, I want to like him. him. He's smart, but he's like a fucking him. loser prick. Every every per, every sports writer who swears over Jokic brings up these weird stat numbers that I'm pretty sure they couldn't even describe what they're actually calculating. Nope. Uh, it's, it's insane. But before we get to that MVP race, we're going to talk about the games. But um, actually, before the games, uh, I have a little bit of confession. I watched the last two games I watched which was the Orlando game last night and the Nets game. And I actually watched part of the Nuggets game. The Sixers won all of those. Wow. So you weren't watching on Monday when they blew the 21 point lead. I, I, I was not watching. So all right, that, that, that brings their record to 18 and two when I don't watch, but they've technically won the last three games. I watched, I watched a decent chunk of that Nuggets game. All right. And you missed um, a loss. You missed one of the worst losses, the loss. probably the worst loss of the year, probably. So I don't know. Cause so we did put out a poll on this, on the Sixers group therapy, Instagram, follow us on Instagram. And it was, uh, it, it said, broke down the records. And at the time they were 18 and one or 19 and one or whatever. And it's, it was, should, should I be banned from watching the Sixers 
And the results was 90% yes. <laughs> I did not follow it. I watched the next two games, and, and they won the two games I watched. So I don't know if that, uh, you know, purges me. Like if, if, if something happened, if I'm free from that curse or whatnot, I might, well, might have to test it out before the playoffs. I think we're going to have to get to an answer before the playoffs, the more important games. But uh, just wanted to mention that, that maybe I can watch, but we'll see. So, uh, since our last podcast, the Sixers are three and one. We predicted them to finish the rest of January with a three and zero record, but they did drop one game to the Orlando Magic. Uh, they beat the Nets. They beat the Nuggets and split with the Orlando Magic. In that game, they lost. They were up by twenty. So classic Sixers. But you know, if I'm being honest, uh, we're Sixers fans, so we always are like, uh, at least me and myself, I'm going to be like classic Sixers, but. This Orlando team is 3-0 and versus the Celtics, and it's very clear this year that letdown games do happen. So, guys, quick reaction. Dave, we'll start with you. How the Sixers uh, looking to, to end January? I mean, of course, you follow up the, the best win of the year with the worst loss of the year. That's just classic life. But, uh, you know, whatever. They bounced back uh, last night, Wednesday, and uh, handled business. I love the magic. I mean, we I was – I went off, I went off on this in our group chat, but really fun collection of young players, including our former faults, RIP, just the, 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 you know, sacrificial lamb of the process, undeserving sacrificial lamb for whatever reason, but it looks like he's, you know, he's, he's good. You know, he's definitely obviously a massive bust as the number one overall pick, but he's an NBA player. He's still got that nice, nice little hezzy pull up. What was it? The hezzy pull up Jimbo. Remember that? Oh man. So much fun. Once upon a time. And uh, they just have an awesome young team. The, the Wagner brothers are great. Bull Bull is unbelievable. Bancaro is pretty good. Uh, they have, they're in the Wembenyama Scoot Henderson sweepstakes, and they have Chicago's top seven protected lottery pick from the dumb Vucevic trade. So um, good for Orlando. They have a nice little process going on down there. We always respect a good process. And, uh, but yeah, you know, way to bounce back and handle business. And uh, we're great. You know, we are, uh, kicking into gear for the final third of the season. And uh, Embiid said it after the Nuggets game and his walk-off interview, exactly what, what we've been saying, what I've been saying on this very podcast, Embiid must listen. And uh, what he said was no freak injuries were due for a big postseason run. And I couldn't agree more. I couldn't, I couldn't feel more closely attached to that sentiment and let's fucking do it. I feel good. Let's finish strong. Let's uh, let's talk specifically about that Nuggets game because it seemed like early in the first half, the Nuggets were just the better team. Uh, I was very loosely watching, so I'm going to rely on you guys. But um, what happened in that second half that kind of sparked the Sixers? JB uh, or June, did either of you watch the game? I was locked into the second half. Um, what changed? Say it, JB. Uh, Say it. Embiid took over. <laughs> Not quite. Yes, but there's one <laughs> other thing. I'm hoping. I'm hoping someone says it before I do. <laughs> you, you say it. Uh, PJ Tucker took the uh, two-time MVP completely out of the game. Six-five PJ Tucker got up in Jokic's man boobs, and he totally was irrelevant <laughs> in the fourth quarter. <laughs> That's what I was I mean, waiting for. Right in his fucking chest. Oh my god. I mean, you tell me the two-time MVP totally unravels with PJ Tucker guarding him. Are you fucking kidding me? It's the joke. The whole thing is a big dumb joke. I swear to God. And I that was my favorite part. 
forget Embiid totally taking over the fourth quarter with his step back threes and his Jokic is so fat and slow. I've been saying it all year. I've been saying it for three years. He is a fraud. He is fraudulent. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a great passer. Great offensive big man. Unbelievable touch for a seven-footer. He's fat. He's slow. This is the NBA. It's fucking a joke. Joel Embiid dominated him. P.J. Tucker, 39-year-old, six-foot-five P.J. Tucker, removed him from the game in the fourth quarter. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. And he still made the ESPN highlight battle of the big men. And B and Jokic combined for 71. It's a fucking joke, dude. I feel like that's, P.J. That's... has gotten some hate. Um, nothing close to like hate that people have gotten in the past. Um, but I think that one game just literally negated everything. Yeah. The dude doesn't score, but he shut down. A, that's all we want. A good locker room guy. And if, that plays good defense. And if he could do what he did against day's favorite player in the playoffs, then we're good. There's our, there's our backup center. I know we're going to talk deadline, but is PJ Tucker the backup center we've been needing this whole time all along? He's right there under our under our nose. Small ball five. I mean, he's better like than Harold. Definitely is better than Harold. Horrible. That's a topic it's I have bad. for later. Trez is really, yeah. really, really bad. Uh, I, I, can't, I, can't, there. I can't. I can't defend the screams anymore. It's getting bad. It's getting pretty <laughs> bad. Think Matt Geiger at, at the five. He <laughs> may as well be. <laughs> may as well be. At least Geiger had a jumper. Yeah, we Geiger uh, had we may range jumper. We may have some names for you later in this podcast, but uh, PJ Tucker, hopefully that's a, a sign of things to come in the playoffs. Maybe in, in certain situations, he'll just, he'll get you to that, let that to where you need to be. Um, Embiid absolutely torched Jokic 47 points, 18 rebounds on 18 to 31 shooting four or seven from three. He had those two, Nice uh, step back. I think one was off the catch, and then that step back three to ice the game on on Jokic, where that's when James Harden jumped on his back. Uh, Guys, that was really nice to see because we've seen, even though we oftentimes uh, point out the defensive liability that Jokic is, it seems like Embiid always kind of struggled with him just because he's a big guy who like kind of knew where to be sometimes. Um, So it's nice to – a lot of that scoring was on, on Jokic. They both played 38 minutes a game, so very nice to see. Uh, June, what's your take? Did, did Embiid kind of prove he was the MVP based on that game? Uh, I don't know. I I only watched, like, the first half. Oh. They were getting blown out, and I stopped watching it. That first time was kind of brutal. Uh, so I uh, can't really trust my judgment there. Uh, but I mean, hey, that was a big win. And we know how uh, these emotional games, Joel doesn't really show up and it lets him get, it, it gets the most of him. I'm glad that he actually showed up and, you know, we, the right side. So starting to think June's in the, Nightly trade machine trying to get rid of Embiid still. <laughs> you sound like a hater. So high, June. So high. I, uh, June, I don't know if you remember what we were talking about, but uh, I, it might have been Jalen Hurts like promoting this like cheesesteak business somewhere in like, uh, I don't know, Philly suburbs. And then June just comes in and chimes in with uh, Hurts is greater than Harper is greater than Embiid. Just out of nowhere, Embiid. I don't know how MB got in the conversation, but but he did. But that was, uh, it was it was it was good to see. 
Let's wait till next Sunday before we start throwing that stuff around. Yeah. <laughs> JB, we never – you came in mid-conversation. How did you enjoy that Eagles game? Um, it was just another one where it was like it's not supposed to be stress-free. It, like, didn't even feel right. Like, just like the Giants game. I, I didn't – when I get nervous, I bite my shirt. My shirt was clean. That thing was <laughs> – it was – oh, my God. It was fun. I mean, uh, I've I didn't even have the fear of like blowing the lead because I mean to be fair they didn't have a quarterback but that just means we're due for a real a real nail biter against our old friend Andy. Hey, Pat Mahomes has had a career year. I know he's a little hobbled, even though uh, he lost Tyreek Hill. He's had a career year, uh, but guys, uh, on to the Nets game. How much do we actually want to talk about Ben Simmons? Who? Yeah, I don't even care. He stinks. I'm sorry to feel bad for the dude. I'll just say he's like <laughs> he's way worse than I thought he'd be. I, I know we all called him you, out for what he was, but he's way worse than what we thought. You know what I'd rather talk about than Ben Simmons? What are you eating over there, JB? What do you got? Some ice cream? Well, Jenny's ice cream. Wow, Jenny's. What flavor? You know, the only the exotic ones. Vanilla wow, bean. honey vanilla bean. <laughs> wow, I might be the only one that gets it. That sounds fucking amazing. It is. And had brown butter almond something. <laughs> that was supposedly the most popular. Wow. And then I said, I'll take the vanilla. Would you sprinkle some chocolate chips in there? That's what I would have done. Man, mm. I keep it pure. Pure, pure, pure honey vanilla. Pure bean. Wow, HVB. I love it. You know they have uh, a, right. everything bagel flavor. Ooh, ice cream. It's actually pretty good. It's not bad. I don't even try you had it. It's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I just get it's a vanilla. <laughs> What'd you guys all have for dinner tonight? Homemade stir fry. Mm. Homemade pizza. Wow. June, a little weeknight pizza. A little uh, chicken and broccoli with teriyaki sauce. Clean. Mm. Nice. We had a uh, taco night. We had shrimp tacos, turkey tacos. A little slaw, spice mayo, all that. News, what, what tell us about the pizza, man? What'd you put on pizza? Oh, just a just plain cheese. Made a plain Detroit cheese. style, a uh, little bit of a healthier crust, but uh it came out it, it comes together all in like two hours. It was from from start to finish, from the time I was here, two hours, not bad. Nice. Wait, what like the it. healthy crust Detroit is? No, it it uh it was Detroit style, but a little whole wheat flour, so like and the whole week right. sounds healthier than me. <laughs> I can't yeah. tell you why it's healthier. It's just I think it's healthier. <laughs> I got the yeah. recipes from some YouTube guy, and it's it's good. I like it. Um, nice. See things we rarely talk about than than Ben Simmons. You guys gotta yeah. let let us know what your Super Bowl spread's gonna be because we had a nice mm. little NFC Championship spread. Um, scouting out for some Super Bowl deals. You know, a lot of places do will do some Super Bowl specials for like a you know a wing tray or appetizer tray or. You know, something like that. So I'm on the lookout for that. So next pod, just put something to that. in our group about Bonchon, like 50 wings for 60 bucks or something. I saw that mm. too. <laughs> Low Korean fried chicken during the Super Bowl. Not too bad. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, I'm a pizza guy. I got. I probably got to have pizza at some point during the Super Bowl. Pizza's good. Maybe some wings. You know, the cl- I like to tailgate classics. Absolutely. Sorry to get us off track there, fellas. No, no worries. So we got to. We have a little under five minutes left, but before we go, I want to talk about the NBA trade deadline, which is next week, next Thursday. 
Mm-hmm. Let's say, yeah, February 9th, next Thursday. Well, so, week from uh, today. Report, reports say the Sixers aren't, are unlikely to make a splash, but are targeting a backup center. Guys, whoever wants to shout it out, who's a player that's on your radar and who you think is more most likely to be traded from the Sixers? Die ball. I don't know. Uh, Shake. Shake is interesting. Shake would be an interesting sell high. Sell high on Shake. He's better than I ever thought he would be right now. And uh, are we going to give him an extension? No, probably not. He's on a team-friendly deal. That's interesting. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised to see Shake move. Farcon's just five million dollar. He's he's currency in a trade to match up some salaries. So I would say you know if you put Shake, Farcon, and and uh, Matisse in a deal, that gets you to like thirteen, thirteen, fourteen million dollars. We can get a $13, $14 million player back. We also have an open roster spot, which Maury did on purpose when we when we cut Isaiah Joe and uh, uh, RIP Isaiah Joe and, and Charles Bassey, which I was fine with that one. But And Char- Charlie Brown is the one I was upset with. I didn't want to ch- cut Charlie Brown. I like Charlie. But uh, we could. Bassey also... was killing it for a little bit, wasn't he? I haven't heard about him yeah. since. Yeah, I haven't heard from him since either. He had like one good game. But Isaiah Joe plays for the for the Thunder, which, which hurts He's like consistently – Decent, yeah. And a a, a player that we could have used. So, uh, it's a bummer. Would would the but, following uh, names interest you? Uh, Andre Drummond. Sure. <sighs> yeah, sure. I think he's had like eight of the last ten games was a DNP. So uh, Chicago seems like they're not really big Drummond guys, um, and that's a team fine. that's on the borderline of the playoffs. I'll uh, take I'll take any I'll take any center on the on the Orlando Magic. I'll take Mo Bamba. Oh, I'll take Bo Bo Wagner. Uh, Bo Wagner. Oh, I could. Yeah. So, yeah. He he actually kind of punked and beat a little bit on Monday. He actually yeah, he's a shit talking motherfucker. Him and his brother. I, yeah, I hate bring him, him so bring him much. Along. Yeah. Bring Wagner along. I'd love him. Trez I'd love him here. I'd absolutely love him. Uh, yeah, Serge Ibaka. Wish it could wish it could just be B ball, but I don't think that's gonna happen ever. Not with Doc here. Serge Ibaka, I swear, is like the same age as as Kendrick Perkins. I can't believe. <laughs> Kendra Perk has actually alluded to that in one of his tweets, so you might not be too far off. I'm baffled he's only 33, but I don't want him. I, I need someone. I told I tweeted at Daryl. I said, if you don't get a back out I, after watching Trez for two minutes, I was like, if you don't get a backup center, I'm not renewing my season tickets. Get me Naz Reed. I would love Who's Naz play for the he's, Timberwolves. He's on the T-Wolves. I was watching. Oh, I, I was game casting their game last night. Don't ask me why. Um, and the dude is literally like their offense when he's out there. The dude's chucking up threes, get a bunch of tip-ins. He's supposedly – I saw him on, I don't know, one of the Sixers Twitter guys that knows what they're talking about, that he's like not realistic because he'll someone could give a better deal than us. But I think he's on his last year, and they're not going to re-sign him. So what, what do you think about Jaden Springer, T-Wolves? Mm, yeah, I forgot about him. He could be, you know, former first-round pick from a couple years ago. He could – we could dangle – I'd dangle him. Supposedly, like Daniel House too. He's like an easy tradable. Oh, yeah, I haven't. Heard, I heard heard of Daniel House in a long time. So let me pull up our roster. Let's see. So we got Toby is our highest paid player. <laughs> Probably got. And then we got. Seconds. Oh shit! What is it? Oh wow! All right, never yeah, mind. Yeah, okay. I, I still don't pay for Zoom. <laughs> All right. Well, let's but, let's do let's plan for this. We get a sponsor. One, one week. Yeah, right. Sponsor can get us the full Zoom package. Hey, one week Patreon. from tonight. <laughs> one week from one week from right now, post deadline pod. Let's plan on it. We'll do it. All right, guys. Peace. Right. See ya. Go 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 Go